This is Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program coming to you from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle is a non-denominational Christian church of dedicated believers who want to send forth the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and inspire a love for His Holy Word. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing the in-depth Through the Bible Study series taught by my husband, which he entitled Heavenly Authority. So get your Bibles ready if you can, and let's join Pastor Greg for the beginning of the Sunday message for this portion of the Heavenly Authority series. We'll pick up the Heavenly Authority series today. Remember, we're looking at the Office of Administrations, and we've gone into that section where we're looking at the criteria that the Apostle Paul gives for those that are elders, overseers, overseer or bishop, pastor, and we've looked at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 7, and when we left off last time, we were in the book of Titus, in Titus chapter 1, and let me read verses 5 to 9 again. Titus chapter 1, verses 5 to 9. For this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order the things that are lacking, and appoint elders in every city as I commanded you. If a man is blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of dissipation or insubordination. For a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober-minded, just, holy, self-controlled, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. And the last time I believe we got up to verse 7, for a bishop must be blameless as a steward, a steward of God. That's what we left off. We discussed being a steward of God. Let's pick up there uh, from that point. After that, the apostle says, not self-willed, not self-willed, um, not authad ace. It comes from alto, so we say auto, self, and hedone. Uh, Hedone means uh, to please or pleasure. So not self-pleasing, not someone that's self-pleasing. In um, Vines it says, denotes one who dominated by self-interest, this is the word self-pleasing or self-willed, denotes one who dominated by self-interest and inconsiderate of others, arrogantly asserts his own will, self-willed arrogant, and thus the NIV will say overbearing, not overbearing, not self-willed, not self-pleasing, not looking to please oneself and neglect others, not self-willed. 
And you see some of these words in the Greek, how they have much more meaning than some of our English words. And that's why it's important to look into the, uh, the detail of them. Because if you take this list, actually every Christian leader should take 1 Timothy chapter 3 and Titus chapter 1, verses 5 to 9, and read them on a regular basis because it gives the a list of what you should and should not be. Not self-pleasing, not self-willed. And you can see how important that is for all believers, how much more so for those in leadership. And really this word here, uh, that self-pleasing, self-willed or overbearing, is just the opposite of that word in 1 Timothy 3.3 3, for gentle. Remember we studied that and meant equitable, fair, uh, even-minded, gentle. Well, this word is the opposite, and you shouldn't be this. You shouldn't be self-pleasing, self-willed, arrogant, only concerned for yourself and what you want. Uh, and that's important for every believer to not have that characteristic, and how much more so for those in leadership, so that they would focus on the needs of the people in the church rather than looking at, at their leadership position as something to build up their arrogance or their pleasures or their or what they want for themselves and then he says uh, in verse 7 not quick-tempered not quick-tempered not orgilas which is a word that means inclined to anger prone to anger passionate quick-tempered hot-tempered easily provoked to anger irascible not quick-tempered not not so hot to uh, express our anger. And obviously those that should be in leadership have to have a certain amount of calm. There's, there's things we should, and we've discussed this in the past, be angry about when you hear them righteously. If you hear about something horrible happening, some demonic activity, there should be a, a righteous anger that comes up in us. But you know what's being said here by this word, orgilas, is that it's, quick-tempered, hot anger, someone that just automatically goes off, and it's not a good sign of leadership. As a matter of fact, we had an example this week when people that are in leadership, even in politics, when they express that, that uh, hot temper, it doesn't do them well in the sight of those outside. It looks like somebody can't control themselves, and then you question their ability to lead because there's going to be many, many, many situations that come up in leadership that is very easy to get angry about. And if you have a short fuse and you go off, the right thing's not going to be accomplished. There needs to be the gentleness, the patience of the Lord. So not quick-tempered. And then uh, after that he says, not given to wine. And this is the same exact expression as the word we studied back in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 3. It meant, remember, being near or beside wine, one who sits long at his wine, Okay, not given to wine. And then after that, he says, not violent. Um, not plectase. And it's the same exact word again that we, we saw in 1 Timothy 3.3. 3. So some of these words Paul is repeating here because it's the same instructions. Uh, same phrase, uh, not violent. Uh, not a striker, if you remember when we studied it. Not, a, not pugnacious, not a bully. The word comes from to strike or to smite, a brawler, not a brawler. And then he says, not greedy for money, not, not pursuing dishonest 
gain, not pursuing dishonest gain, uh, not greedy for money. And the word there is it's the negative not, and it's ahiskrokades. And we've also seen this in 1 Timothy 3.3. 3. Uh, it's in the Texas Receptus. It's in the majority text. Remember, the Alexandrian text eliminated that in 1 Timothy 3.3. 3. But if you hold on to the Alexandrian text, well, it's here in the Alexandrian text also. It's something a minister, a pastor, an elder, an overseer should not be. One, not greedy of shameful gain, of base gain. It means fond of sordid gain, so not fond of sordid gain. From a Greek word for shameful gain, the regular King James will say, not given to filthy lucre. Uh, and you can see that uh, if that's in a ministry, there's a lot of problems. If the leadership of the church is looking for dishonest gain, you're going to have a lot of problems. Could that destroy a church? If the elders of the church go after dishonest gain, either in the church activities or in their own personal lives? Certainly, right? Because he's supposed to be what? A steward of God. That's how he starts off here. For a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God. And these are things that must be avoided. Uh, verse 8, what should he be? Not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money. Verse 8, but hospitable. And that's the same word that Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 3, 2. Remember, that meant fond of guests, love of strangers, and we discussed that in detail. And then he says, a lover of what is good. Or in the NIV, one who loves what is good. And this, this word here is only here in the New Testament that you'll find it. It's philagathos. Philagathos, and it comes from philos, remember? Philos, fond of, like Philadelphia, fond of, love of, beloved, dear, friendly, right? Love of, in a, in a friendship way, a beloved way, of agathos, good. Someone that loves, good. A lover of what is good. The King James will extend it to say a lover of good men, but that's actually extending what's in the Greek. The Greek says literally, a lover of what is good, a lover of the good. And every believer should love the good. That should be a characteristic of the Holy Spirit living inside of us, to want the good, to love that which is good. Do you love the good, the noble, the holy, what is right? There should be an overriding love inside of us for that which is good. Uh, why? Because God is good, right? Matthew 19, 17, Mark 10, 18. And every good gift, right, comes from him, James 1, 17. If we love God, we will love the good. We will want the good. In Amos chapter 5 and verse 14, the prophet says, Seek good and not evil, that you may live that you may live, seek good and not evil. So the Lord God of hosts will be with you as you have spoken. Hate evil, love good. Establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. This is a formula for life, for our lives as believers in God. 
to seek good and not evil, to hate evil and love good, be lovers of good. This word here we have uh, in Titus chapter 1. In John, in the third letter of John, in 3 John 1.11, the apostle says, Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God. He who does evil has not seen God. So as we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, as we love God and God is good, only God is good, as we love him, we should have a desire to do good, but he who does evil has not seen God. On our website at shiarjeshub.org, you will find information about our church and a library of hundreds of Bible study radio programs, as well as some special offers to help you in your walk with Jesus. And we have also added links for those who would like to listen to the Through the Bible Heavenly Authority series on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Plus, we have a significant video library of our Sunday sermons. We live stream the Sunday morning service at 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, and then the video is posted up on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle channel, both on YouTube and Rumble.com, as well as on the church website itself. The website address again is shiarjeshub.org. And you can check Isaiah 7, verse 3 for the spelling. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.